everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's time for today's story request. We have a request from Joshua, who says, Hi, Lucy. I love listening to this podcast before bed. I would like a story where the main characters are Legos in a Lego world. The Lego prince saves his best friend from the Lego dragon, and the dragon lives in a big castle, and the Lego prince rides to the castle on a horse and saves his friend. What do you suppose happens with all that Lego when you're not playing with it? Does it just sit there waiting for you to find it again? Or does something else affect all of the colorful bricks and blocks? Take Joshua's house. Joshua's bedroom is dark and the house is quiet. But upon Joshua's bedroom floor is a pile of Lego where he's been constructing something epic. It's looking great, although it's not finished yet, and Joshua won't finish it until the morning. But that's not what I wanted to show you. There, amongst the Lego pile, is something that Joshua didn't build. It wasn't there when Joshua went to sleep, but it is there now. A Lego doorway, no larger than a coffee cup. Look closer, and we can see that the door is slightly open, letting through the thinnest sliver of colored light from the other side. And if we nudge it so that the door swings open on its hinges, we can see what lies beyond, a world entirely made of Lego. Prince Joshua and his best friend Clunky were out riding while enjoying another fabulous day in the Lego kingdom. They'd been exploring as close as they dared, to the forbidden forest, weary of getting too close because they didn't want to have to deal with smelly goblins and dribbly-faced trolls. This had meant that they had strayed further west than they'd first intended, to the foothills of the jagged mountains. Have you ever been here before, Joshua? asked Clunky, marveling at the mountains. Tall Lego peaks, so far above their heads. No, never, admitted the prince. I think the Forbidden Forest keeps most people of the kingdom away from this part of the land. What a shame, because it sure is a beautiful sight. What's up there in the sky? Is it an eagle? asked Clunky, pointing. Prince Joshua raised his hand to help shield the sun's glare and tried to make out what Chunky was gesturing at. Hmm, it could be. No, wait, its tail is too long. An icy dread gripped Prince Joshua's heart as he realized what he was looking at. It's a dragon, he shouted, urging his horse to turn sharply. Clunky went into panic. But aren't they extinct? He cried, fumbling with his reins. Hurry, Clunky, it's seen us. We don't want to be flame-grilled by dragon breath urged the prince. Clunky managed to get control of his horse 
and turned his steed to follow. They began to gallop, trying to create as much distance between themselves and the dragon as possible. But it was no use. The dragon's mighty wings had already closed the distance considerably, and it was closing fast. Prince Joshua's mind raced as he desperately tried to think of a way to outwit the enormous creature. But what could they do, out in the open like this? A dark shadow moved over them, and Prince Joshua braced himself to feel the terrible heat of the dragon's fire. Instinct made him turn his horse sharply towards the forbidden forest, and he could hear Clunky's horse follow just behind them. The shadow lifted away sharply, and for a moment, Prince Joshua thought he'd outwitted the beast. That was until he glanced at Clunky's horse and saw that it was riderless. By the time he'd brought the two horses to a halt, the dragon was returning to the jagged mountains, with Clunky held between its claw. Prince Joshua was not a lazy prince, nor a prince who expected others to do tasks for him. So when he saw his friend in trouble, there was only one action obvious to him. He had to ride to the rescue. With Clunky's horse in tow, he wasted no time in galloping in pursuit, keeping his eye firmly upon the spot in the mountains where the dragon had disappeared. By the time he was urging the horses up the lowest slopes, the sun was low in the evening sky. He was nervous of confronting such a fearsome creature in its own home, especially with darkness near, and he tried to imagine what kind of cavern or pit the dragon used as a home. What he certainly wasn't expecting was what he discovered just as the sun set. A castle, a magnificently tall, multi-towered Lego castle. Oh, how could such a castle be built in the Lego kingdom and I not know about it? He asked out loud. This, it seemed, was the dragon's home and somewhere inside was Clunky. The castle gates were closed and the drawbridge was up, so there was no clear way for Prince Joshua to get inside. He found a safe spot to tie up the horses and then spent some time scanning the castle walls on the lookout for soldiers or guards who might be wanting to fill him full of arrows or crossbow bolts. Oddly, there didn't seem to be anyone visible at all. He waited for darkness to settle completely and then decided he could wait no longer. He had to find a way in. Unfastening a length of coiled rope from his saddle, he crept forward in front of the drawbridge. There was no moat, just a deep, dark gap in the rock that dropped away into blackness, not somewhere you'd want to fall into. It took the prince just three attempts at throwing the rope to get it affixed to the top of the drawbridge. Then, after tying off the other end, he finally had a route across. Cautiously, he began to pull himself over, convinced that at any moment he would be struck by an arrow. It was with some relief that his hand eventually laid on the upturned drawbridge. And moments later, he had clambered along its chains and into the winching room. He was inside. It was now painfully obvious that the dragon lived here alone. The rooms inside the walls 
had not been used for many years. Now all he needed to do was find his friend. But in such a big castle, where should he start? The answer to that became much more obvious once he got into the courtyard, between the walls and the castle keep itself. This wasn't a building made for dragons, but people. So the dragon had made its own doorway, a gaping huge hole that left piles of loose Lego all over the place. Prince Joshua slipped inside, using the fallen bricks as cover. In no time at all, he had found the dragon's lair in a large hall supported by multiple thick pillars, where an entire tree burned, where it was wedged into a vast fireplace. The dragon seemed annoyed, flexing its wings and snapping its jaws. It had placed Clunky inside an iron cage, and now it didn't seem to know what to do with him. I warned you, snapped the dragon. I told you to stay away. Oh, I'm ever so sorry, whimpered Clunky. But I don't know what you're talking about. Liar! Foolish goblin fibber, spat the dragon. But I'm not lying, whined Clunky. Honestly, I'm not. Prince Joshua used this opportunity to sneak closer for a better look. The cage had no door, but a high open roof. The dragon must have dropped Clunky inside, so it wasn't going to be easy to get him out again. All you goblins and trolls are the same, said the dragon bitterly, always breaking your word and making my life miserable. I should make an example of you with my fiery breath. Wait, shouted Prince Joshua, stepping into view. Oh, please, noble dragon, I'm afraid you're mistaken. What's this? flared the dragon angrily. More goblin tricks? We're not goblins, or trolls for that matter, said the prince, keeping his voice as calm and level as he could. I'm Prince Joshua, and this is my friend Clunky. We don't mean you any harm. We didn't even know that you lived here. Had we known, we would have kept our distance. The dragon blinked and extended his neck to bring his gaze closer to Prince Joshua. Now you say it, yes, you, you don't look like a goblin, agreed the dragon grudgingly. Suddenly, the huge beast looked a little sorry for himself. Oh, my apologies. The trolls and goblins like to trick me and steal my treasure. So I threatened to set their forest on fire if they ever came near my home again. But I don't really want to destroy a beautiful forest. I just want them to leave me and my treasure in peace. Say, you're not going to steal my treasure, are you? Prince Joshua smiled. Oh no, I told you, I'm a prince. I've got plenty of treasure of my own. The dragon reached into the cage and lifted Clunky out, setting him down beside his friend. Ah, good to see you, Joshua, said Clunky with a big relieved grin. I got here as fast as I could, replied the prince. Hmm, that was a nice thing you did for your friend, coming to rescue him like that, said the dragon. Well, that's what friends are for, said Prince Joshua. They help each other. 
I wish I had a friend, said the dragon sadly. It's all a bit lonely here on my own. We could be your friends, said Clunky quickly. Having a dragon as a friend would be massively cool and amazing. I'd really like that, admitted the dragon. And it's nice to have some proper visitors for a change. Well, then it's agreed, said Prince Joshua happily. Have you got a name? Yes, it's Yazzle Gizzard Grinder, the red of the golden scales with a breath as hot as the sun's touch, said the dragon proudly. But you can call me Yaz. And the three of them really did become best friends. Sometimes Prince Joshua and Clunky would ride out to Yaz's castle, and sometimes Yaz would visit them at Prince Joshua's which was quite a shock for the people of the castle on the day that that first happened, but they soon got used to it. It was a friendship that soon became the greatest and most famous friendship in all of the Lego kingdom. After all, who wouldn't want to be friends with a dragon? The End